now and I'm feeling that stupid panic thing inside me all the time. Today on the bus, there was this adorable couple and I felt myself giving them a dirty look. And that's from the movie, As Good As It Gets. And have you ever had that situation where you just long for romance or you just long for maybe some skill in a sport and you look and you see somebody who has exactly what you want and instead of admiring them, you feel envious or you feel the pain so deep that you shoot them a dirty look. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and hopefully we can turn that around and you can pursue your goals. I'm a clinical psychologist, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and this is an opportunity for you to pick up the phone and give me a call and ask me a question that you would want to ask a counselor or a therapist. And right now I want to turn to the phones and welcome Bob. Bob, your daughter ran away from home? Well, she came home one week after she turned age 17, which has been approximately two weeks ago, and okay. said she was moving out, out of the blue. I've been a single parent for 17 years. I'm on Social Security. We have a nice home. I've tried to be a good parent, but obviously I've failed somehow. I, I think I've been overprotective, and she just hasn't came to me and said we have a problem, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. I try to keep the communication open. I mention it almost daily at the meals. Yeah. But I've done something wrong. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. She's a good student. Her and I did martial arts together. Nice. I'm proud of her. Yeah. But yeah. out of the clear blue, she walked in after school, grabbed a bag, and said, I'm leaving. I'm moving out. And uh, I've tried to remain cool, calm, and collect and uh, talk with the consulate. Yeah. My daughter has agreed to meet with me for a few minutes next yeah. week. Yeah. But I want to do everything I can do from here on out to make sure I do the right decisions that will help her make the right decisions because it's more about her life than mine, really. Uh, I have devoted my life to her, which I think is part of the problem. Okay, so... I it- haven't really developed outside relationships and stuff. I've just been taking care of her. Uh other than be a good listener and not uh, try and come down on her hard for hurting me and stuff, I don't know what else I can do. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're incredibly open. I mean, even if even if we make mistakes as parents, assuming that, you know, it doesn't sound like you were abusive to her at all. It sounds like you were overprotective. You were too much wrapped around her life. And guess what kids want when they're in their later, te- especially their later teens? Independence. Independence and freedom. And independence from whom? The parents. The parents. I remember my kids. My kids are now uh, closer to 30 or one's in their third is 30. And I can remember my daughter shared with me. She said, Mom, you know, when I first learned how to drive, uh, even though I loved you dearly, I just wanted to be with my friends. And she was a good kid, it, like the way you're describing. So the the pain that we feel as parents, though, is so poignant. And I think it's a tribute to you to be able to reflect back and say, I know I did some things right, 
You know, I've been with her, I've devoted my life to her, and I know that there's something to learn here. If you take what's called a learning stance, Bob, instead of an I failed stance, are you hearing the difference there? Yes, yes, I am. Ma'am. Then, okay, then it it you'll be much easier on yourself. It'll be more like, uh, I'm curious. I sense I've done something wrong, honey, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I sense that I've been too over involved in your life. I know I have been, and. I never formed the outside friendships. I think, you know, being a single parent, it was a bit of a shock to me. And I just never formed those friendships. And I probably relied too much on you as being my best buddy. And uh, you can't say soulmate because it's got sexual overtones and you don't want to go there at all. But, you know, pardon me, ma'am. Yeah, go ahead. You hit it exactly on the nail on the head. I let her choose the house we purchased. Yeah. You know, we go to the store together and the movies together and shopping together, and you're exactly right. Yeah. I did get a car for her, but she hasn't learned how to drive yet. It's home in the garage. Yeah. Just people, pardon me. I hope I'm not interrupting. No, go ahead. Uh, you're the important speaker here. Some people, you know, I'm asking everybody. I'm, I have to admit I've been very stressed out. I'm, and some people say take a hard-nosed attitude. You either do this or else. And other people say, no, keep doing what you're doing sit back, you know you love her, and she loves you, and she'll make the right decisions, of, at least eventually. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to do, the second choice. Yeah, and what I'm saying is don't beat up on yourself. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from your missteps. Don't say failure. Say Because, you know, I tried to get my son to clean his room. He lets me talk about this on radio, by the way, because <laughs> um, they're older, and they get a kick out of it because I was... Uh, here I am, the psychologist, teaching people how to communicate with their parents, with their kids, and very good at it. And then I just couldn't figure out why I wanted my son to have a clean room when mine wasn't even clean. And one day I was standing on the stairs, and I said, why does it bother me so much? I know I should let go, but it's so hard to. And I said, because it means I'm not a good mom if his room's messy. And the minute I... That talk about hitting the nail on the head. It, it. I thought, oh my God, I've made this into his room into my self-esteem issue, and you don't want to do that. Instead, I took a learning stance from that point on, and I thought, I have been too intrusive in trying to get him to clean his room, and I'm going to back off completely. And however he cleans his room, he cleans it. And guess what happened over time? Not right away. Guess what happened? I became, I just let him do whatever he wanted with his room. You want to take a stab at it? I, I do. If I can convince my daughter to come back home and I'll put forth a lot of effort to start having a social, social life of my own and help her have more outside activities on her own, I think it would be beneficial to both of us because she's very bright, she's a wonderful person, Right. But I think at the age of 17, she's not ready to be out on her own. Okay. She may differ with you, and you need to listen very carefully because your need for her may be much greater than her need 
uh, for parenting at this point, and she may so thirst for, you know, kids go to college, right, for a feeling of being independent or they get jobs, and you may get closer to her even if she moves out. But the, here's, here's a little sidebar here. Um, I would not use guilt with her, and it sounds like you're not. I would, uh, the one thing I would look for is any evidence that there, that she's holding secrets that uh, shouldn't be held. It's, you know, it sounds like you've, you've, sounds like you know her so well that it wouldn't be like she's doing drugs on the side or anything crazy like that. I really don't believe so. She's a non-smoker, non-drinker, has tattoos that I've ever known about. Okay. Uh, she, up until about six months ago, she did start slacking off on taking care of her little Yorkie, yeah. and she didn't quite come home from school like she used to, so I could see some changes. Wasn't quite as interested in what we're going to have for dinner, but I didn't sense anything other than she's just a young person burning. No, nah, that doesn't. Listen, herself. I'm going to recommend a book. I know we're nearing the end of time here, so how to talk, how to talk so teens will listen. To talk. So, so teens will listen by Faber and Maslish, F-A-B-E-R and Maslish. Um, I think it may be on my website, drkenner.com. There are other, yes, it is on my website, drkenner.com. And, um, you know, I, I recommend that. And I recommend just having an attitude of that, that you have, listening to her. If she wants to go on her own and if she's willing to share things for you with you, I think that's important. You need to emphasize to her that not to keep secrets that could be hurtful to you, to keep some open communication. And I think that's what you could accomplish at the counselor's office. Listen, thank you so much for the call, Bob. And thank you very much. You've helped me immensely. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.